Welcome to Decision Point, a podcast about overcoming adversity in sales and the growth that we experience in the process. I'm Brad Siemens. Welcome to Decision Point. I'm Kyle Hawk, Director of Marketing at Monster Connect. I hope you've enjoyed the first four episodes of our new season, including last week's episode with Stephanie Blair, founder and CEO of Know and Flourish. Now, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, she's offering a special gift for our listeners. You can download a free guide on developing five critical leadership skills by going to knowandflourish.com slash giveaway. Now, she spoke with Brad last week about stories of resiliency that she experienced last year from her clients and how people were navigating an uncharted career territory on the fly. I wanted to share a little bit more of her conversation with Brad that you didn't hear in last week's episode. Now, Know and Flourish, Stephanie helps unlock potential within her clients, both as individual leaders and the companies that they operate. But how does Stephanie identify that potential and know that someone is the right fit for her process? Well, it starts with two key traits, and they may not be what you think. It's a desire to learn and vulnerability. Now, interestingly, these two traits go hand in hand. Let's take a listen as she explains how these are key elements for leaders and salespeople who are ready to take their careers to the next level. You can probably name some salespeople that you know that have never read a sales book. Yep. It's right. That have been selling for years and have never gone down and read a biography or picked up, you know, any type of sales book. Um, even the basic ones that should be like just one oh one if you go if you go and start selling. Um, you know, there's just some natural ones by spin selling, Dale Carnegie. I mean, there's just a handful that just sort of come come to mind. So it's kind of a low percentage. So um, which is always surprises me, but sort of doesn't surprise me, right? Like, um, as we're talking about more marketing and ad guys, you know, David Ogilvy used to say the difference between the good people and or the great ones is how he referred to them is essentially how much they read and learn, right? They just know more. He yes. said the great ones just know more. Um, and so mm-hmm. what do you, do you have any thoughts? I mean, as a leader, as a sales leader, do you have any thoughts on that, on those concepts? And do you have any thoughts on like, what can companies do to help and make their salespeople more curious or want to learn more? Yeah, it's it's a great topic. It's something I'm passionate about. I mean, um, a red flag for me for a client in a recent interview process was when she asked the CEO what the, their leadership style was. He said, "Oh, I've I've no, I've learned everything I need to know." Oh. <laughs> I thought. You're in an evolving business that's technology based, and um, that's not the type of CEO that I would want to jive with in terms of transforming a business, taking it to the next level of growth. So that was a that was a red flag moment. Um, I noticed that the progressive leaders that I work with, whether they're CROs or heads of sales or heads of marketing, they think about the behavioral elements that will really drive transformative growth, and curiosity is at the center of that. So I think businesses can, uh, first of all, attract it from the get-go and have both behavioral asks and also the, the tactical needs for the job. But it's not just check all these boxes that you've done this or use that tool, but how do you do what you do is so important. And and that curiosity and those other behaviors are key. Um, I think also just bringing in different perspectives is important. So whether that's through diversity initiatives or through speaker series so the point is, you know, getting exposure to it and also promoting the culture themselves. So the the agency that I just uh, finished up a transformation project when I was their interim head of 
head of revenue overseeing marketing and sales, they did a great job of this. Just, hey, this is somebody who has a story to tell that could teach us about this pillar that we care about as a business. Or here's our, you know, head of head of operations talking about where he did or didn't fail, right? Like just being vulnerable with people and, and showing that you might have a fixed mindset, but really it's a growth mindset that grows the business. And that's the type of culture that they promote. And I think the more companies do that, the better the result. Um, we'll see. Why do you think it's so hard for salespeople to be vulnerable? Because I do think that's a natural, I do think that's a natural hurdle. Yeah, it's a hurt. It's a hurdle for salespeople. It's a hurdle for, for leaders. So I, I see it across the board. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think it's starting to change. Um, I talked to somebody recently about why leaders feel it. And I think that's like sort of the old regime. Hey, there's only a little bit of room at the top. You must know everything. Play your cards close, right? And, and just maintain that land grab if you made it. On the seller side, I think it has to do with maybe confidence. Uh, you know, confidence and salesmanship are so intertwined. But that's always a big breakthrough if I do like group trainings, just to, to empower sellers to say, hey, you better do your homework up front, right? Don't get on that call unless you know about the history of that business. At least spend 10, 15 minutes on um, what you want to get out of it or what's in the news or what they might care about. But um, if you don't know an answer, say, hey, that, that's a really good question. I'll get back to you tomorrow on that. I'm going to go going to go find that answer out for you. Um, nobody is an encyclopedia. And I think um, hopefully that that trend continues where we're more confident in just owning what we don't know while doing the upfront work to learn what we should know. Well, and you shouldn't be in this situation. At, you shouldn't be in this situation as a seller, but I can, I, I am maybe empathetic is not a good, a good word for this, but no, like I understand clients have a lot of information at their fingertips and it's possible that they just got access to information. Maybe that you didn't get access now, shame on you that you didn't have it, but it is understandable right. that somebody could get inform could get inform an informational leg up on you if you're not doing your, not, not doing your homework. Right. Yeah. That, that's fair, Brad. And it shouldn't be, you know, like 10 time a day thing, but especially when I was selling research, I mean, they're like, Hey, did you consider, you know, they would have maybe a thousand inputs into this forecast. Did you consider this one survey in your input? Gee, I don't know. Typically, we would consider a range like X, Y, Z, but let me go talk to the person who actually designed that forecast for you and get you some more detail. And then that actually positions you as A, more trustworthy, builds, builds that connection, and B, um, as long as you circle back when you say you will, um, you know, that you're a really good advocate for them. And that's, uh, that's actually a, a great moment in the, in the sales cycle, but it shouldn't be a, a regular one. Thanks again to Stephanie for joining us on the show. Remember, if you'd like to get more great content delivered straight to your inbox, we encourage you to sign up for our newsletter by going to monsterconnect.com slash podcast. That's going to do it for today's show. I'm Kyle Hawk, and we'll catch you next time. Let's go.